What's up, guys? This is Ryan from Bible Dingers, and I am here with my boys. Go ahead and introduce yourself, fellas. You want to go first, Mark? Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, my name is Mark. I'm from Bible Dingers. Yeah, I'm Nick. What's up, guys? Um, so we have a very special video for you guys today. Uh, if you've clicked on this at any point in history, you know that you clicked on the very first bar party that has ever existed. So congratulations to you. Woo! Do we have foghorns or something that we could put over this video? Potentially. No. <laughs> so let me first explain what a bar party is before we get into it. So if you guys didn't know, Bible Dingers is part of a podcast network called the Bar Network. Biblical and Reformed is what that stands for. And we have all kinds of awesome shows on the network. And so we thought it would be a good idea to have conversations about important topics with some other members from our shows, from our shows, from our network. Um, so with that being said, we got some heavy hitters for our very first one uh, because we knew we had to bring the heat if it was going to be our first live stream. So with that being said, let me introduce our first guest that is going to be EC Holmes from That Deity, though. What's EC, going what's going on, man? Uh, hair still waking up, still booting up. <laughs> How you guys doing this morning? Good, I'm the man. same way. I'm good, still good, waking good. up. Hey, so uh, real quick, if uh, people haven't watched your show before, tell us uh, a little bit about your show. Yeah, so my podcast is That Deity, though. Um, it's an apologetics podcast. Um, really started out more so focused on the divinity of Christ and the Trinity because um, obviously that's the core of uh, the scriptures. That's the core um, of the Christian faith. That's the core of the gospel. And oftentimes the Christian is found defending um, or being put in a position where we have to defend uh, why we believe Jesus is God. And I know many Christians believe that, but they can't defend it. Um, if someone asks them to show them in the Bible, um, they'll fail to do that. And they'll kind of realize maybe I just believe this because someone told me. And then a lot of times they can be easily manipulated. Um, but I just try to do different episodes that kind of focus in on um, different parts of the scriptures that are, whether it's explicitly pointing to the divinity of Christ or if it's something that um, kind of implies uh, his divinity at the same time. Um, but it's become a lot more broad uh, since then, but it's still mainly focused around uh, apologetics. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So if you guys haven't listened to or watched that deity, though, you guys make sure you check it out. Yeah. And a good first episode, uh, if you don't mind me plugging. Yeah. One. <laughs> the first one to watch. Um, I interviewed my first interview I did was with Tony from Hazakim. And um, it was my first interview, so it's not necessarily the best episode i've ever done but um it gives a really good foundation for uh pointing to christ in all of scripture um it's called out of the shadows and so we look at the different types and shadows if you know tony he's a messianic jew and so i kind of build it up in the first segment by talking about hebrew israelites and how they glory in those things um and then having a conversation with a messianic jew who sees the value in all of those traditions but understand them being rooted in the Messiah. Um, and so we go through various things in the Old Testament and we kind of show how, look, these things point to Jesus just as he did on the road to amazing. 
Emmaus. Um, and so that'll give a good foundation for uh, what the podcast is about and what the scriptures are about. So awesome. Cool. Awesome. All right. So you guys make sure you check that out. Now we got our next heavy hitter joining the bar party. And that is Constance from Truth and Fire. Constance, my first question to you, is it truth and fire or truth plus fire? It's truth and fire, but the plus <laughs> sign is necessary, guys, because it looks like a cross. Like, come on, guys. So, Constance, can you tell us a little bit about your show? Yeah, so Truth and Fire, the podcast, started back in March of 2019. Um, I was actually a guest on Dwayne's podcast, and um, I guess we were just, you know, we gelled really well, and he said, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, eh, I probably sat on that idea for about a year. And then um, there was a snow day in D.C., and I had nothing else to do, so I started my podcast haphazardly if that makes any sense so um but the whole point was to just kind of take what i do with the blog and just more so clarify any points i made on the podcast so people could actually hear my voice and hear my heart and things like that um and then from there it just kind of took off um, i'm gonna take a page out of ec's book and kind of recommend a good first episode and i would say that would be the um which episode from um season one uh it's episode seven um, where I kind of explore how a lot of young Christian women are starting to delve into witchcraft. So it's very apropos to today's topic. Mm. Nice. nice. Let me, let me uh, Google that word really quick. How do you spell that, Constance? Yeah, right. Apropos. <laughs> A-P-A-P-R-A-P-O-S, I think. I don't know. Uh, spell I'm live. I'm live and I'm, a, and, I'm, and I'm a language arts teacher. So nice. <laughs> if that's wrong, I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> Sorry for your children. Sorry for your children. <laughs> I, I got one more clarifying question for you, Constance, and that yeah. is your display name. Can you tell us yeah. how to pronounce that? Verite et feu. It's French. Okay, what is that? So verite is truth. Et is et is um and and feu is fire in French. So cool. Yeah. Do you speak French, like, fluently? Un petit, un petit peu. Okay. <laughs> Not fluently, but a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Nice. Nice. Um, Merci. All right. Well, I'm expecting a whole <laughs> podcast episode in French, right? Nope. Yeah. After that nope. name. I actually got to learn. I got to learn Spanish. I, I got to switch over to Spanish real quick. I said I was going to pick up Spanish. I mean, yeah, Spanish after I mastered French. But my fiance, I have to, I got to get it together so I can communicate with him and his family in, in Spanish, so I'll get that together. Yeah, welcome to my life. <laughs> Thanks. All right, all right. So our final heavy hitter for the very first bar party, you guys know we had to call in the big guns, Mr. B-A-R himself, the big kahuna. That's Dwayne <laughs> from the bar podcast. Dwayne, say what's up, Coming man. Coming out of the bar headquarters. Yeah. Buenos dias. Como esta? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, people? So excited to be here. Uh, the inaugural uh, episode. We are live from the headquarters, you see. Uh, this is my, my corner office. Um, man, just, just excited to be here, man, for sure. Awesome. And can you tell us a little bit about the Bar Podcast? Sure. So the Bar Podcast is interview style. Um, been doing it for about six years now. Um, interview people from uh, well-known pastors, authors, um, seminary professors, rap artists, local pastors, uh, 
regular artists, like people that draw and paint. I mean, uh, people that sketch. I mean, just all kinds of people, podcast people. And really the purpose of it is to uh, give resources for uh, the saints, you know, find uh, people that they could follow, like um, we've helped people find churches, um, you know, recommended books. So it's just uh, kind of like a resource to point people to good, solid biblical content. Awesome. Awesome. Don't sound so excited, Ryan. Awesome. awesome. Come on, man. <laughs> we Friday. Yeah. Let's go. It's Friday morning, man. It's the morning still. Yeah. Early. 9 a.m. How did you guys pick this time, 9 a.m.? I don't know, You're a busy man. lady. We had to work around your schedule. Oh, my God. All right. So with that being said, I think it's timely that we have this topic on deck. Should we celebrate Halloween? So just for the record, the only reason why he has a picture of me that way is because Mark so happened to perfectly crop that picture. Not Mark, Saul, one of our patrons, cropped it when I was preaching. Mm. I started, I, I was screaming for whatever reason while I was preaching, and they decided mm. to crop that picture and use it conveniently for today. So you're welcome. <laughs> I had to do it I had to do it alright so what I kind of wanted to do if we can is I kind of wanted to go around one by one and see your guys' thoughts um, so Constance can we go ahead and start with you and get your thoughts on whether or not you think Christians should celebrate Halloween okay yeah sure um, I kind of teased my thoughts on it a little bit yesterday on Twitter but um, yeah so I it's funny that I don't know if I absolutes like that, like you shouldn't, you should not, but I would say, I mean, that you can and cannot, I should say, but I would say you should definitely give a long, good long thought into why they celebrate it. If they do. Um, my position is that um, we shouldn't celebrate it more so because I don't understand what we're celebrating. Just thinking about the term celebrate and how you're giving, um, credence to something, you're approving of something, you are esteeming something. And I'm just thinking about Romans 14. And a lot of people like to run to that passage or that the, uh, that chapter to talk about Christian liberty, but it's still the things that you're free to do unto the Lord. And I don't see how celebrating Halloween allows us to glorify God. So that would be my position. Gotcha. And um, how about you, EC? How, what are your thoughts on it? I second that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, my response as well. In a nutshell, um, my family we don't celebrate Halloween at all. They just did uh, they do a little thing at the daycare where they'll go to um, the uh, courthouse and they go to the cubicles of everyone who works in the courthouse and they you know dress up and they get candy. I don't even let my daughters do that. Um, my older daughters go to uh the the nursery and help out in the nursery at daycare <laughs> while the other kids are doing that now i do participate in the eating of halloween candy <laughs> I, I do that um but basically my conclusion would be it might and i want to say maybe falls under the category of christian liberty in a sense um where the celebration fashion of it i don't think we can celebrate anything that uh, isn't that we can't do to the glory of God. And um, 
Now, I think th this is also multifaceted in different levels when you think of like, uh, and I don't know <clears throat> everything about the origins or anything, but we do know things over time usually become watered down. And I think we do see that in the origin of Halloween and the Americanized version of everything is always whacker than the original, right? We always <laughs> water things down and kind of um, mess it up. But I think it is also potentially less pagan um, in that sense, but it's not what it used to be. Um, and maybe that's why there's a certain uh, idea of possibly falling under, under the Christian liberty. But I don't think we can do this in a way that glorifies God as far as the celebration of it. Now, participation in it, maybe this will come up later. Um, I do believe that Christians can participate in Halloween, whether you have, I don't know, a living waters track and kids come to your house and you want to hand them a Bible track with some Jolly Ranchers um, or a candy cane. I don't know, try to Christianize it like Christians been trying to do with everything. Um, and so I think you can potentially um, do some of that. Like I said, that probably come up a little bit later. But um, in a nutshell, I would say. Um, I wouldn't say you can't, but I would say it's not wise. Gotcha. And then Dwayne, same question to you, my friend. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of rocking with everybody as far as the celebration, quote unquote. Um, but what I used to do, uh, EC was talking about the origin. I actually used to, uh, do a presentation on how, uh, ungodly pagan and devilish it was like I would people would invite me to their church and I would do the whole like you know where it came from the Wiccan and all of that so I know a lot of that history um and so that's that's why I you know I agree as far as celebrating um and, and we, you know with anything we have to make sure we define terms you know because when you like they said when you celebrate something you know you're, you're doing you're, you're giving it reverence and all of that and and that's that's not what I think Christians should do and then kind of what EC went into as far as participating. Now, my girls participate like, you know, they uh, we got we got a mermaid costume. We got a, a leopard, you know, and uh, we're getting ready to hit them streets, man. We got to <laughs> we got to get that cheap meal candy. Nick, know what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. I know. I know. meal is next Sunday. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And today. And right. 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 <laughs> yeah. So yeah, to keep the kind of you know keep what they're saying as far as celebrating, we have to we especially as believers, um, because we're we're you know we're the example. You know, a lot of people are watching, and and we have to make sure that we uphold the standards. You know, mm -hmm. and if we are in a place where we're celebrating something that you know, I mean, obviously doesn't have a great origin. Um, it, it is not, you know, there's nothing direct, directly connected to a biblical principle, you know, then we can't say that we can celebrate it. So I want to make sure before we sort of get into the weeds, I wanted to make sure everybody kind of knew where we all stood on the issue. So I just want to go real quick between myself, Nick and Mark as well, just so everybody knows our thoughts before we dive into the whys and some of the details um so nick can you talk about your thoughts on whether or not we should celebrate halloween yeah absolutely so i would echo everyone here when i say i do not think we should be celebrating the evil of the origins um so i echo that um i grew up celebrating reformation day did we participate in the tradition so to speak of halloween absolutely we picked our character of the Bible or person of the Bible, rather, that we wanted to dress up as. 
And uh, when we got to church, we had to teach the kids that were with us about that person of the Bible if we chose to uh, dress up like him or her. Um, you know, so we would learn about the people of the Bible, get to dress up and participate in the way of others participating Halloween. And we had a whole lot of candy and we did it for, to the glory of God. And at the same time, our pastor would teach us about Reformation Day. As I got older, um, I cannot say that we celebrate Halloween, but we definitely enjoy dressing up in costumes. My kids definitely enjoy dressing up like mermaids and stuff that are completely innocent, but we do not dress up like demons and Satan. Um, but it's going to be an interesting topic here because we can celebrate what the, I mean, we can talk about the definition of terms. What does it mean to celebrate something? Um, so I think that's a perfect segue into that topic. But as far as me and my life, we definitely do dress up. Um, I don't know. Maybe you guys can educate me. Does that mean I'm celebrating something I'm not supposed to? Uh, but my kids are heretic. My dressing up like Elsa and a princess. So, all right, Mark, where are you at? Uh, yeah. So, um, I I seem to be in pretty much agreement with everyone here. I don't believe that we should celebrate it in the sense that like be involved in the worship of these demons and whatever goes on. Honestly, I don't know everything that goes on with Halloween and with like how people worship it, but you know how everyone's pretty much talked about Christian Liberty. Um, I think of, I have um, first Corinthians pulled up uh, in first Corinthians eight verse nine, Paul says, uh, take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. So in that sense, we can't say that, no, you cannot celebrate Halloween or, or if you want to use the word participate in Halloween. Um, but you should, you know, be mindful of how others see you as a Christian, you know. So there's there's a responsibility with that. Um, you know, if if your kid wants to dress up like a princess, great, whatever. Um, or if your son wants to be a squid, like Ryan's son this year is a squid, uh, it's fine. I, you know, um, but if we're Christians and we're dressing up like demons and devils and we have like our spears and our horns, that's, that's going to sear the conscience of weaker believers and be like, you're not really making any sense here. I don't know what you're doing. So, hmm. um, I think that's an important point that needs to be made. Also, I feel like it comes down to parenting uh, with a lot of this stuff. Like, I think your kids can celebrate Halloween. You know, they can go out and get candy. And as a parent, you know, you have a responsibility to talk to them. Just be like, this is what we do on Halloween. We just get candy, you know, when we we, we dress up and have fun. But uh, we, we don't do the other things. Like, we don't celebrate demons and things like that. And just be open and honest with your, your children. And, um, yeah. That's what I think. So I think that I, I mostly agree with you guys as well, but only because I was sort of researching for this conversation. I think prior to like a week ago, I was sort of just like indifferent to it. You know what I mean? I I, I really didn't think about Halloween. I, I just grew up doing it. And so I just always did it. Um, so I was potentially ignorant to reasons why we shouldn't should not 
Um, but I do find that I tend to agree with all the rest of you. However, I feel like if I just outright did that, then we would just like end the conversation right here and there would be nothing else to talk about. It's like, okay, you know, you, you shouldn't celebrate, but you can participate Christian Liberty. So what I would prefer to do is possibly play devil's advocate here and give you guys responses to some of these. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe with this particular topic, I'm literally playing devil's advocate here. (laughs) Gotta throw up that, that video again. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, so we talked a lot about this dichotomy, I guess, between participation and celebration. So can someone sort of define the differences so we know what's the difference between celebration and participation? I think I think it would be similar to being in the world, but not of the world kind of thing. Like um, when I think about participating in Halloween, I mean, I don't really care about the kids dressing up um, in, in costumes. Like, like I think many of you mentioned, you know, steer clear of the, the witch costumes and the, the devil horns and all of that. But I don't have a problem with that. Um, or even, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about trick or treating. I'm kind of, you know, I'm still out on that. Cause I just don't, I don't know. But um, if there's like a, a church, you know what, let me not say that not a church event. I do feel strongly about that. Let me say this. I don't know if I agree with churches getting involved with having something for the kids. Like, I don't see the point in that. So I apologize if I sound dogmatic. I really don't apologize, but it's just to sound like, like I'm like being really like, you know, (laughs) gracious, but I I feel very strongly about that. I don't see the churches getting involved in all of that. Um, if, if If an individual family wishes to do something for their children, that's one thing. But when churches start opening things up, I do think the lines get blurred and that's still an aspect of our witness that's on display. So I don't know if churches need to get in the aspect of it. But the idea of dressing up in a princess costume for girls, I saw someone said in, uh, on YouTube in the uh, comments, like the girl kid dressing up as a princess <laughs> or something like that. No big deal. Um, but when we start to try to sanctify or Christianize worldly activities, I feel like we kind of get into what Catholicism did when they tried to kind of clean up pagan rituals. And then the next thing you know, you're dealing with compromise and you're dealing with um, what what will we say? What's a biblical term? Someone give it to me when you're mixing all this stuff together. I don't know. Be pragmatic. There you go. Okay, I like that word. SAT word. SAT word. I can spell. I can spell that one. I can spell that one. Apropos, I had to correct the spelling in in the comments. Um, but yeah, so I think um when churches get involved in things like that, it gets kind of murky for me. But if families want to have that some type of tradition, whatever, that's that's one thing. Um, also as far as the participation aspect, I think that. As Christians, we should always consider what our great commission is, find opportunity to do that. I think we spend a lot of time talking about what we can and can't do as opposed to what we should actually be doing and figuring out creative ways to do it. Um, and so I think that it would be a great idea. I was even thinking of an idea to do 
a Halloween special for the podcast where I'm telling a scary story to my nieces and nephews, but the scary story is about how they were born dead in sin, you know. Yeah, going to start sharing the gospel from there. So I don't know. I think I think as Christians, we should probably um level up a little bit more instead of like having these conversations, not that this conversation, but I'm saying like when we fight amongst each other about I can wear a witch hat, I can wear a witch hat. It doesn't mean it in my soul. It's like, seriously, mm. like what there's a greater issue, which is there are souls, literal souls that are lost. And so why not use Halloween? They're, they're talking about souls. They're talking about the dead. They're talking about, you know, hell. They're talking about, talking about uh, zombies. murder, zombies. Yeah. And so I think, and you know, and that's another aspect of it. Cause I think the history of Halloween talks about, how what is the the Celts had some type of festival where they believed that the dead were able to come back to the land of the living or whatnot. And we know that's not biblical. We know that that also goes against the gospel. Um, we're thinking about how it's not until Jesus returns and in at the sound of his voice where the the righteous and the wicked will will rise and some rise, you know, the the righteous to everlasting life and the wicked to condemnation. So I just feel like when we really think about it, and and I think that's where we kind of get in trouble of, of being called too deep. But I think that's our job. Our job is to be too deep and too spiritual. But um, but you know, if if the goal is to be relevant, go get your candy and have you know enjoy I it. Do, and, I do have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. So what? I mean, just playing devil's advocate with Ryan here. Okay. Not, not really. Not really. So we were just talking about how we're in devilish power. I hear you. We yeah. Play. Right. Uh -huh. So why is it OK for you as a podcast to take the theme of Halloween and take the the kind of the idea of Halloween and make things scary and 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 make it able to kind of be palatable for people who celebrate Halloween and, mm -hmm. and get them to so, click on your stuff? But it's not so, OK for a church to do that. Great question. But that's not what I would be doing. That's what someone would presuppose that I was doing. So my goal wouldn't be to, um, it would be very much like a all things to all people so that I might win the more. When I'm using that opportunity to, to share the gospel, that's one thing. When I'm using um, Halloween to, uh, I don't know, if the church decides to have a trunk or treat, I just don't see what the purpose is. Like, are they going to do a Bible story for the kid? Like, what are they doing other than just doing some type but of- But if they did do a Bible story and, and and preach the gospel, would that be okay? I think, I personally think from an opinion standpoint, that would be, I think that would be okay just to kind of explain. I think they should talk the children through what the purpose is and so that when they grow up, they're, oh yeah, my church celebrated Halloween, but they actually understand that there's a difference. Again, going back into the being in the world, but not of it, so. For sure. So-, so um, I Sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to add just to, you know, I'm looking at uh, YouTube um, and they're saying that celebration and participation is the same, um, not according to uh, the dictionary. Uh, celebration is to exalt, to honor and to solemnly <laughs> in a solemn manner. Participate is to join in, take part and be involved with something. That's two totally different things. So just just putting that out there for for those that are watching. Right. Yeah. Because celebration is commemorating and observing. Yep. And honoring rights. Recognizing. And if I'm commemorating or observing something that speaks directly, like if I'm observing 
um, communion or commem- like if I'm doing if we can put some of these terms in some of the, the uh, things that we do in church and we will say this is worship. Right. Yep. <laughs> and so if, if we are celebrating it, something that's celebratory, um, there's praise even involved in that. When you think about celebrating something or someone. Um, but I think the, the participation aspect will fall more into and there is a fine line of being pragmatic and there is a fine line of Christianizing things to the point where there's no more oil and water. It's just. Yeah. Blend it all together and you can't tell a difference like doing something at the church for the kids, but you don't use that as actually an opportunity to point out the issues in the show. Like, yeah, these demons and like you said, there are spirits and let's let's mm-hmm. talk about that. You know, there was someone who came back from the dead. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's even why we're here to begin. Like, that's a whole you can Where's use. That's good. That's right good. There. Yeah, that seminary degree. That seminary degree. <laughs> but yeah, it's like if, if we're participating in it to me from at least the way that I'm processing that that term, if I'm participating in something that falls more in the lines of contextualization, like I'm contextualizing um, the gospel. We live in a world where they celebrate Halloween. Right. We live in a world where all of these things happen and, and we see having the poet say in him, we live and move and we have our being. And so it's an opportunity to present to them. Right. The, the context of the New Testament, there's a lot of agricultural themes. And so as Jesus is giving um, these different parables, he's talking about the sower and talking about reaping a harvest. Um, and so he's using the opportunity. This is how people are thinking. This is how I can um, speak to them these truths these realities in the context that they can actually understand it and receive it um and so i think participating in it should be for the purpose of making those fine lines and then kind of showing where we should fall on the side of those lines um and that's that's kind of the way that i process those two terms being very different so yeah i i really want to get deeper into the participating versus celebrating thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i think um it seems like there's a lot of confusion with with viewers and even myself if i'm being honest so when a non-christian or anybody is celebrating halloween on the day of halloween what they're going to do is carve a jack-o-lantern dress up in a costume go trick-or-treating um maybe go to a party or something like that And that's pretty much generally what anybody does on Halloween. So I'm trying to think practically, like, what can a Christian do out of those things that is participating but not celebrating? (laughs) I think I I, I I agree with that question. Go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, when we do anything, um, and this is a super Christian answer. Um, I'm saying that because I don't perfectly process life this way. Um, but whenever we go into doing anything, we got to ask, how am I glorifying God in this? Um, if mm-hmm. if the scripture says whether, whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. And so if I'm going to this party, um, how can I glorify God and being at this party? Um, so the, obviously, even if I go to that party, that's going to determine the way I interact and move in this party. Um, and so I also want to say people who are participating in or celebrating Halloween today, um, like someone mentioned earlier, you're not so so much thinking about it in uh, the way that it was in its its roots. 
You know what I mean? You're not sitting there consciously um, thinking about these things as if those things are valid as far as um, the 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 um, your ancestors coming back and um, being able to give you um, blessings to be able to help you to tell fortunes and these different things that it was tied to. That doesn't mean you're doing that. You know what I mean? But I think the error is the Christians sometimes, and I forget what Christian hip hop album it was, but it's like there's the line right there. And so often we try to see how close can we get to this line without crossing it versus let me stay as far as away from this this line as I can. You know what I mean? And so I think my pushback would be, why do you feel the need to celebrate or to even participate in it? If you just want candy, go to the store and buy candy. If you just want to dress up, I mean, my daughters put on uh, dresses all the time here. They have, I guess you could call them costumes. Um, they have little doctor's outfits and they walk, they come home from daycare and, and school sometimes and they just want to put it on. And so I don't need a specific day to do that. Kind of like Christmas, right? Christmas is one day out of the year, but we, uh, we celebrate the birth of Jesus at least every Sunday, right? The Christians should do that all the time. And so we don't necessarily need a specific day to do that. You know what I mean? I mean, that's kind of getting off in the woods a little bit, but I hope the point is coming across. So my pushback would just be to ask, like, why do we feel so much the need to do that? And this is where it comes to a matter of conscience and a matter of Christian liberty. If you can answer that question in a way that is not um, holding up this event, this party, this day as an idol, because if we can't live without it, if we feel like we just have to do it, like those things can very much become become idols. You know what I mean? You can't glorify God in that. So um, it, at the end of the day, I will say it's a decision that you have to make. And I wouldn't say flat out. No, right. um, like I said, I would just say it's unwise. And if you can't see how you can do that to the glory of God, and if that's not even a thought in your mind, <laughs> you probably shouldn't, shouldn't be doing much of anything. Um, again, super, super Christian way to say it easier said than done, but just mm -hmm. laying out like, this is, I think the way that um, we should be processing many things, not just Halloween. I had a I had a point uh, to make really quickly. Someone said in the comments about whether participation means that you are in agreement with the activity or the holiday. And I do understand where the lines can get blurred between participation and celebration. But when I think about it in terms of Jesus, um, you know, you know, people say people say Jesus hung with sinners. And that's not true. But <laughs> when he would go into someone's home to have a meal with them, the goal was to give them the gospel, right? So the Pharisee would say, and I'm not calling anyone in the comments a Pharisee for their questions or anything like that. So let's not confuse <laughs> what I'm saying. So but you, the, the, the right, you, you, you know, it's <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning. It's too early to be a Pharisee. No, but um, I'm just, I'm joking. But so, so someone would, would use that same line of logic to say that he participated with sinners in a meal. And it's like, I mean, that word is kind of loaded as well, but I think there is a way, just as I mentioned earlier, to be all things to all people so that you might win the more. That does not mean, you know, Christ came being all things to all people in the sense of his condescending into, you know, being fully human, you know. So does that then make him a sinner knowing that, though, you know, we're in the flesh and so we, you know, because we're fallen, does that make him a sinner? No. So there's a way to enter into something that the world is doing in the sense of going in to kind of pull people out, if that makes any sense. Um, and I, I, and I don't have a particular scripture 
or verse to give other than the examples that Jesus gave when he would um, go to the homes of sinners to, you know, to evangelize or when them, Jesus so to came to the earth. <laughs> exactly. Or when he came to, exactly. So that's, how, didn't I, so that's how I see it. Yeah. So that's right. how I see it. I don't see it as I, I get the, how the participation in the celebration can seem really murky and it can get that way. But I think that ultimately if you're using this as an opportunity for the gospel, um, we go to work every day. We work amongst sinners. We, you know, partner with sinners in terms of certain activities we do for our, for work projects and things like that. And someone may go, well, first Corinthians says, you know, but ultimately we know that we're going there for a particular purpose. And as opportunities arise for the gospel, I would pray that we're all faithful and, and bold enough to, to take advantage of those opportunities. And I just feel like the world gives us so many opportunities to give them the gospel. But I feel like we spend, again, as I mentioned earlier, too much time wondering that if we can even step into that realm with them, other than just going in and doing what we got to do and coming back out, if that makes any mm -hmm. sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, if we're going to talk about how we're called to be not we're called to be in the world, but not of the world, right? I don't know how you do that without participating in it, you know? So right. you kind of, you have to participate to be able to connect with the people that you want to evangelize to, mm -hmm. or else you're just going to come across as a Bible thumper. And you're like, you're not actually interested in these people that you want to evangelize to, uh, like on a personal level, as we're called to love people, you know, the way that Jesus loves us on a personal level. It, so I'm not saying you have to celebrate Halloween, but maybe like I, I like the points that you guys are making about how um, I, I, th I think it was EC, you were talking about how like um, there's a way to kind of redeem these holidays and in a way that you can you can go to these things so that you know what to talk about. You're connecting with the people who are celebrating these things so that you can redeem it later on and bring it back to the gospel. And um, I mean, I don't know. We see that with Christmas and Easter, uh, how Christians redeemed those, like from Saturnalia and from, you know, the uh, the pagan worship. I forget what Easter used to be, but um, I see Dwayne shaking his finger. No, I was bringing it up because that's a lot. Of, like, I've, I was down that road. Like, I'm the founder of Be Not Deceived. We used to, like, chase all of those uh, conspiracy theories. Um, but the thing about, like, like you was getting getting ready to talk about Easter and Christmas um there actually has been proven that they that the pagan was after the fact like it wasn't like a origin like you know there was a whole christian idea and then you know people started you know adding pagan things like the winter solstice and and, and what you was talking about with the easter thing um just with the names but what happens is people turn memes into scripture and that's not what they're meant for um so yeah it happens and so uh, and and great point and not disagreeing with you but when you when you get into you know like origins and about, like this dude wrote this whole long book about the origin of babylon and how that you know shaped christianity and it was all false like it was no you know uh real-time sources all secondary sources so especially youtubers people are watching right now youtubers i was i was a youtuber you know googling all the stuff all the the conspiracy and you know everything's the devil that was me as well um but just uh for me and and this is kind of a, a side step but for me understanding number one that the god is sovereign that's number one and then also when i was like i know all this secret knowledge stuff what am i do with this like what what's the purpose you know so that's that's a sidebar 
not not shouting out my own podcast, but that's a sidebar. Um, and and just just be careful of that. You know, stick with God's scriptures, stick with the word, stick and 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 rest in his his sovereignty, man. Rest in that that you know you may know about all of this you know pagan worship and 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 you think that it's all connected and christianity is the white man religion that's a whole another thing but but if you stick with scripture man and you make that the sole source and not youtube or google search uh you'll you'll stay you'll stay in the clear yeah let me give you a quick biblical example too um as far as the participation piece so paul right um here at uh addressing these folks in Athens, right, where they have all these idols set up. And then, of course, they the issue with Christians and the reason why Christians were called atheists, um, if you didn't know that, Christians were called atheists because they rejected the pantheon of gods and said there's only one God. And so because Christians rejected them, um, they referred to Christians as atheists. Um, but so Paul standing in the midst of them, this is Acts chapter 17, verse 22 and 23. So Paul standing in the midst of the um, Areopagus said, men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along, so he was there and observed the objects of your worship. Um, I found also an author with this inscription to the unknown God. What I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it being the Lord of heaven and earth does not live in temples made by man. So he's using this as an opportunity to point them to the true God, nor is he served by human idols or human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man, every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place um, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. I like that. Um, yet he is actually not far from any of us. But I like this. And I, I'm happy that this is in this verse because I wasn't thinking of reading that far. But to feel their way toward him. And so these objects of idol worship, <laughs> God can redeem them. We can't redeem them. Um, how often has God used something in our life um, that brought us back to him? I mean, Jonah jumping, you know, <laughs> getting thrown and getting swallowed by the fish, but that bringing him back to where God wanted him to be. Um, but even these idle things, these idle things in our society, these different things that are not rooted in scripture, God redeems fallen man so much that even these things that we don't see God in at all, um, God can still use the believer to um, to, in a sense, contextualize the gospel in a way that they will be able to feel their way to God if God is if God is drawing them. And so um, I think that's a great example of how we're going to be light and sought <laughs> in the world that we're in it, but we're not of it since we're in it. Being in it means that we have to um, we're living in a certain way right? We, we can't get outside of that to a certain extent. And so we use what we have um, and we prayerfully use those things to the glory of God so that we aren't sinning. Um, and so I think that's a great example. Amen. So I wanna, amen. I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, and I want to ask if you guys think there's any 
specific aspects of celebrating or participating in Halloween that we can flat out say that is sin. I mean, um, a, a ritual, a you know, a yeah. cult ritual. <laughs> Sacrifice, uh, <laughs> uh, ritual, uh, lighting the candles, uh, summon, mm -hmm. summonsing, all of that. That's all. Yeah. Going to a and psychic. People, yeah, and people do that on Halloween. Yeah, like, they do. So yeah, we're, they we're do. thinking about like like tamed stuff, but there's people yeah. still doing crazy stuff on Halloween. That's what we're talking about celebrating. Like they're 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 actually it's to them it's the devil's day. Like they like yeah. You know, we're worshiping Satan. I mean, it's it's there. And see, a lot of people, they 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 don't see that side of it. And it's like, oh, it's just innocent. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a there's an aspect that you see in your neighborhood, the kids walking around, but you don't see the other aspect of it, you know, where, you know, there's rumors of people still getting sacrificed. There's rumors of, of uh, you know, witches calling up spells, calling up the dead, going to a psychic. So those are all things that you can do to celebrate that uh, we should not be participating in. What do you guys think about haunted houses? Hmm. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I've never been to one. Never been to one. Yeah. No, I'm too scared. I, 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 I went to one once. Um, the closest thing I ever went to was Six Flags. <laughs> right. I remember that, the theme, right? The haunted house theme. Yeah, and the guy was slamming the shovel against the ground. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But like, can yeah. Christians, can Christians, like you, you are now born again, sanctified, filled with the oh. Holy Ghost. Can you go, can you feel with the Holy Ghost, go now be a f scared of ghosts at the haunted house? Like, can Christians go to can Christians go to haunted houses? I would say no. I want to stop you guys real quick because I uh, see the comments going crazy. Right oh, now. I know they are. I, I turned them <laughs> off. I, know they okay, so oh, I just want to be clear here. Okay. Whether, uh, whether or not the six of us, whether or not our kids dress up like mermaids, the women dress up like mermaids, <laughs> or, or the the boys dress up like squids, okay? Great point. We should be talking about this topic. Some people are like, why are you talking about this? Because we live in the world and we're humans. Amen. And everyone around us is dressing up and participating or celebrating. So we need to talk about this and be relevant because mm -hmm. if we don't, We'll never be able to even talk about the gospel, nonetheless, if we don't talk about all the other topics. Mm -hmm. So we yeah. need to talk about this. And you also secondly, don't got to watch it. Secondly, I want to be clear here. All six of us are saved. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Did I just say that? <laughs> Wait a minute. All six of us are saved. Uh, Dwayne, whether you, your son dressed up like a squid or not, you are saved, my man. And we could still talk about this in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. um, so we are all saved regardless. That's all I want to say, because these people Amen. are going crazy. We all believe in Christ here. We are all saved. Yeah, and, I and, agree. You know, are we, are we triggered right now? I, I think he's a little triggered up there, man. I do triggered. think this is uh -huh. the, a good conclusion here, though. You ready for this? Go ahead. Whether or not we participate in Halloween or not, mm -hmm. we have to remind ourselves that they are 364 days of the year that we should be telling others about the gospel. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. So if your conscience is telling you on this particular day, I'm not going to participate because my conscience is not clear. Don't mm -hmm. but participate in 364 other days by telling others about the gospel every chance you get. Absolutely. Now, if your conscience is clear and your son dressing up like a squid 
or a mermaid for your daughter, if your conscience is clear before the Lord who you answer to, then take that day and use it for the glory of God fully. If you're gonna if you're gonna uh, trick or treat or if you're gonna go to a church event, make sure you take every opportunity to display the gospel so that you can reach the lost on that day. Regardless of what your conscience is, you still are gonna take every other day to preach the gospel, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, man. So that's, that's the end of the show. Y'all have a first one. Uh <laughs> All right, Nick. Like, all right, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nick. I think you need these, bro. Hey. Yes, sir. Hey. Yes, sir. Right, right, right. Come on. Y'all yeah, gonna make me move into Halloween into cancel culture, and I could keep going on about oh, it. Let's go. Man, yes. Let's go. I think I think and some people who are on here now may have missed the very beginning when we all shared our position. I feel like we were all on the same page with this. Um, and just for the sake of conversation, though, Ryan wanted to make sure that, you know, because there are people who are watching or who will watch who have those same questions. And so I think it was important for us to address those um, those concerns. And, and and Nick, I think you said this about just being relevant. I think, um, again, I go back to the all things to all people. I know people will abuse that as a license to kind of go into the world and frolic with the world. Mm -hmm. But if you can go in and snatch somebody up out of there, then, you know, do that. Then you um, won your brother, right? <laughs> what'd you say? What'd you say, you see? I said, then you, you won someone. Like, then you won someone, right? So I, yeah, I, I think this is a, this is a valid conversation. I think sometimes, and I've, I've had conversations with just even people in my own church sometimes who look at what I do with the blog and with the podcast and they just think I spend my days arguing with people all day. And I'm like, no, I am just getting involved in these conversations that people, either new believers or folks who might be being drawn to the Lord who have, they, they have sincere questions. And I, and you guys, we're all making ourselves available to help, help them navigate through that so that they can, you know, get into a Bible believing church or Bible preaching church um, and grow in the Lord. So it's necessary to, to, to have these conversations and get into the weeds a little bit so that we can come on the other side um, uh, clear and where, where we stand, because we know that ultimately with uh, the great falling away, there's going to be various things. It's just the trials of life. There's persecution, there's uh, love, love of the world and all those things. So as we deal with these topics through our podcast blogs and other outlets um hopefully prayerfully we're helping edify more believers towards um towards the narrow way so mm -hmm. so is it mostly because of the origins of halloween that you guys think we should steer clear of it to me oh go ahead you about to say something sis oh yeah y'all know I always got something to say i feel <laughs> i feel i'm the only woman on here so it's like she always got something to say ladies uh, first you know, but uh, I, I don't think it's only the origins because I think even before knowing what the origins were, there's still the aspect. And I think someone covered this in the comments that when you think about Halloween, what do you think about? You think about mm -hmm. ghouls, goblins, death, murder, it, all things wicked. So, you know, some people think of trick or treating. But even with that, when you trick or treat, who are you dressing up as? Usually it's going to be something scary. Um, and I think probably in recent years, uh, maybe in the last 15, 20 years, um, that's when we got a little bit more into like the princesses and the, you know, the superheroes and all that. But uh, yeah, I think it's just think about what it is you, what the culture, because uh, we, I think someone talked about this with tattoos, like can Christians get tattoos or something like that? And I don't really care. But if the person getting one, if they would consider like, what does the culture, how does the culture view these things? And do you want to be viewed through this lens, you know, as the culture would view it, then you probably 
don't want to participate in that. So I don't know. But yeah, it's not just the history. It's definitely also uh, the uh, there's just a an expectation that comes with Halloween that I think um, also would cause me to to want to steer clear of celebrating it and participating in it. So the next bar party is going to be is whether or not Christians should have tattoos, right? I'm just saying, I mean, you do what you want, you know, do what you want. But I'm just saying like, when, I mean, we had this conversation once and someone, and I just asked the person like, you know, consider someone said, why is it so bad? And I just said, well, cause it's not, I wouldn't say it's bad. I don't really care, but I just don't see, why believer we'll do that? Podcast. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Justin, thanks, or, thanks, Dwayne. Thanks, Dwayne. I'll make sure I wear short sleeves so you can see my tats. <laughs> yeah, Ryan too. Justin Orr on uh, on YouTube says the whole principle principle of the holiday is based in wickedness even today. I don't understand why this is such a trivial thing. It's evil, period. Um, well, you know what else is evil, period? This world that we live in. Mm. <laughs> Everything is evil in this world. Um, this world is based in wickedness. And guess what? So are you. Mm. <laughs> so was I. So yeah. is yeah, everyone in the world anymore, guys. Everyone outside of Christ. And so it, it, we're not treating it as trivial. Um, and I would ask you to go back and listen again if you really care to hear our hearts on this. Um, we're making fine lines between what we are talking about and what we are not talking about. Um, mm -hmm. Celebrating something, participating in, in something are two very, they're different words for a reason. Um, you know what I mean? They're very different words for a reason. It's, it's context. And so the context of us even doing this is, is to, to show what is wrong with it and how a Christian should should move. Um, and everything we do, even if you feel as though we are not we are not able to participate and share the gospel um, in any way that has to do with Halloween. Um, I hope you would pray for us, for one. And, and at the same time, anything the Christian does, any work that the Christian does is perfected by Christ to the father. Um, and so and so, yeah, I would I would ask you to think about that. There's mm -hmm. nothing in this world. You cannot get outside of it. And um, if you go to that extent, I hope you don't mention any days of the week because all of them are rooted in wickedness and paganism also. Hey, easy Yo, there. Add some flame emojis to the video? Easy please? there. I guess, yeah, I guess you know who the triggered so one is if, now. So if anything yeah. came out of this, all of these people on commenting are going to go back and listen to that deity, though, I think. <laughs> are they going to go to my page and give all dislikes? Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs down. Listen, um, I got a couple more questions that I want us to dive into. Dwayne, I know you got a hard stop, though. Uh, yes, can you tell us a little bit more about where people can listen to your podcast? Oh, man, just go to thebarpodcast.com. Uh, this was truly amazing. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I am uh, technically still working, so I got to get, <laughs> get back to work. But um, uh, this has been fun. Go to thebarpodcast.com. Click on the tab that says Network, and you can find all of these wonderful people as well as so many others. Uh, so we appreciate you guys, man. Thank you again for having me. For sure, man. See you, bro. Take care. All right. So I wanted to get into um, the the dressing up like demons and devils things. I feel like pretty much does everybody sort of have a problem with that? Uh, absolutely. I do. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So my point. question is, is the problem only on October 31st or is it also on November 1st? Yeah. 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 I would say. Yeah. Okay. So, so my <laughs> 
Who's dressing up like a demon on November 1st? <laughs> well, my question is, what about like people in church plays and stuff like that? Or like the guy who played Satan in The Passion of the Christ? Like, are these people are you just doing about something oh, wrong as well? Saying. Okay, okay. There's context, right? Yeah, I love it. Good, Mark. Good, good response. <laughs> it's the context? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, I feel like it's the same thing, like celebration yep. versus participation and getting that's back. A, that's a great question, though, because when you talk about making graven images and stuff like that, people have problems of the white Jesus. And I'm like, well, I got problems of any depiction of Jesus. Um, They should all come down. And so should we even be playing Jesus in the play? Um, <laughs> I like that. That's a good question. I've been. I, yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I live uh, an hour. I think away from sight and sound. I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of sight and sound, but they put on the yeah. dopest Bible plays um, that you can find. I mean, ever. I watch Jesus walk on the water <laughs> and man, I thought I was on the boat. Like it was crazy. They had like the lights flashing. They had water falling down and they got all this, this wind blowing through. So you actually feel the mist like hitting you and it's cool in there. And so you kind of forget you don't see the stage like they do a really good job. Um, But I do think like, should we even be playing if we can't make graven images? Should we dress up? I I don't I'm not saying yes or no. I'm saying that I think that's a question that we should probably be thinking about. Yeah. Or if someone dresses up as as Jesus on Halloween to go out and share the gospel. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Obviously, that's throughout scripture. It's a matter of the heart, right? Yeah. Like God cares about the intention of your heart. Yeah. More so than he cares about the law or more so yeah. than he cares about you doing X, Y, Z. He cares about the intention of the heart. So if we are to participate in a Jesus play with the intention of teaching others about the gospel and about the story of Jesus, then the intention of the heart, God is pleased with that. Mm-hmm. You know, if our intention of the heart is to dress up and, and celebrate an evil day and put on a devil's costume so that we could celebrate Satan, obviously God is 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 distraught by that. Mm-hmm. But if the intention is to spread the gospel and to fellowship with others that don't know God so that we can have an opportunity to present Christ, I think the intention of the heart is the case at hand right now. Yeah, and I would, I would say absolutely and amen to that. And I would also say there's still the area of doing things uh, from our hearts, our sinful hearts that we are doing for to the glory of God, or at least we're attempting to, and it can still be wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but, again, but again, I, for the believer, um, there's grace as we fall short. And again, like I said moments ago, everything we do anyway is perfected by Jesus. There's not one thing we do that goes straight from our lips to the ears of the Father. And also context is key, like Mark says, too. Right. Like, obviously, I'm not going to say my intention of my heart is is great and I'm going to go steal something. Mm-hmm. Right. If we're not actively in sin, if we're actively in sin, we can't have good heart intention. Right. If we're actively in sin. But if it's something that's not sinful, mm-hmm. I think it is a matter of the heart. I agree. I I think this kind of reminded me of uh, when I used to do yoga. I was heavy into yoga and a friend would tell me that I couldn't do it. And I just didn't understand because I was Romans 14, Romans 14. Um, But Mm. I will say um, that I actually ended up getting vertigo from doing yoga, from doing an inversion. So that was a 
great way to get me to stop. Um, but a few years later, when I tried to get back into it, um, by then I was converted. And I recall the um, instructor doing the the namaste, guiding us through the close closeout of the practice. And she just had us do the whole thing. And, I, and it hit me like, what am I actually doing here? And, and, you know, at the time I'm like, I'm just stretching. It's just exercise, but there are, there are other elements to it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's the same thing just to be, you know, make sure I stay on topic. It's kind of the same thing with Halloween or any other holiday or man-made holiday we might celebrate. The intentions of the heart can be great. And I think either Nick or EC mentioned this, that ultimately um, we could be doing these things and it can still be error, but the Holy Spirit is gracious enough to correct us, to sanctify us out of that. Um, I believe what we get in trouble is that, okay, is of, co- of course, we could be wrong in the moment, but the intentions could be good. But the Lord is gracious enough to correct us lovingly out of that. But if we grieve the Holy Spirit when we're being convicted and we decide to remain in that activity, I think that's when it becomes sin. So that very question, because I noticed that this year feels like the should Christians celebrate Halloween question has been everywhere, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe if that's been the case all the time, but it just seems like it's ubiquitous this year. And so I feel like sometimes if you have to ask the question, there might be a tinge of conviction there. And so being able to be uh, guided or navigated through scripture about what uh the word says about these things can kind of help you solidify your position, which is being sanctified out of it. So I just think that, Oh, Oh, okay. I hurt myself. So I, I just think that we, we also need to be cognizant of right now. Someone may be listening to this or watching this and they have decided that, well, I'm convinced that Halloween is just fine. But then as they may have heard us share a particular point based on scripture, the the Lord starts working in their heart. Now, what do they do? Do they continue in it? Cause they were previously convinced right? That they could do it? Or do they then just kind of go with that, that loving correction that the Lord is, is, is providing them through, you know, tinging at their heart to kind of pull them into correction or out of error, I should say. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I did want to that... say one thing real quick. Um, I was looking up the definition of graven image because we were talking about it. And I think part of that is that um, it's not just that it's a picture of something. It's that the person who makes it then worships it. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And um, that's why it's it's kind of a fine line where like, I, I don't know the answer to should people dress up as Jesus. Um, if they're, I do know that if they're worshiping the person who is dressed up as Jesus, that's a sin. Yeah. Right? I think the issue also is it leads people to do those things. And so I remember talking to Chris Jones, um, a Christian hip hop artist on Christ Centric. And, um, we were talking and the idea came up of the picture of the white Jesus and where I live in PA, I'm like, I don't know anyone who actually believes Jesus was white. Um, but he said, when I was younger, I did like be, just because seeing the, you naturally put one and one together. Um, so I'm not saying I a hundred percent agree with what you're saying, Mark. Um, I'm just saying as far as like another level to that, even in as far, there's the Christian liberty thing. Like, is it wise to do something um, that maybe I shouldn't do in a particular context? Um, we also need to understand the things that we do. How are other people viewing God um, because of the way we are doing things? Um, just to keep those things in mind at the same time. All right. So I think we had some good conversations uh, we definitely, 
I think made a clear line between celebrating and participating and potentially what Christians should be doing. Halloween is only two days away. What are your guys' plans for Halloween? Nothing. <laughs> I'm going, I mean, I'm going to a birthday party, but it's not a Halloween birthday party, but it's just that person was born on October 31st. So. Heretic. Heretic. I know. <laughs> you celebrate because technically I would be celebrating. You're still celebrating, girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. To I gotta a, see what day of the month that is. A what birthday. Is that yeah, Sunday. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Yeah. yeah, it's church day. Church. The Lord's Day. Yeah. 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 Hold on. That's yeah. That's this Sunday. I'll be at church, and then we're having a meal. Um, it's our last Sunday in our building because the landlords, the owners of the church, they sold it. Um, and so we did our final walkthrough of our new building uh, last Sunday. Um, so this will be our final Sunday for being in this building for 10 years. And so we're going to uh, spend time in the word and worship and um, eating together and then uh, getting the last things out of there. Mm. And, uh, nice. So, yeah, that's what I'll be. I actually wasn't even thinking what day of the month that was. So right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Nick? Um, I'm undecided right now. Um, but I am definitely going to church in the morning and, um, which church is most of the day, you know, that Ryan goes with me. Uh, I don't get home till like two 30. I might head back to the reformation day party. Uh, there's no content. There's no costumes this year. Uh, but it's an educational day where we learn about the reformation and the church, um, doesn't put anything scary up. I think, I think they give up costumes. I mean, uh, candy but there are no costumes and it's really just a day of education um i think apple bobbing some things like that we might be going there so if anybody wants to learn about the reformation hit me up mm -hmm. and if you don't know about the reformation you're missing out <laughs> and if you're a christian and you want to get some candy just dress up dress up like marshawn lynch and go to the door and say you know why i'm here <laughs> you know what I think people should really do I think they should dress up like Luther and just start stapling paper, paper to people's doors. I love that. <laughs> that would be great. That would be awesome. With, with gospel tracks. Yeah, yeah. With gospel tracks to people's doors as they go by and get their candy. I think <laughs> that's, that's a great idea. I would love. I would totally do that. That would be great. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's dope. Mark, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just going to hang out with my wife. Um, you know, I was thinking about it like I was kind of arguing for Halloween today that we're allowed to celebrate it. But personally, I don't really like it. I, d I never liked it much. I don't have a sweet tooth. I don't like candy. Um, but we're going to get candy. We're going to we're going to give out candy to anyone who knocks, but we're just going to be hanging out. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So as as many of you heard, my son is going to be a squid. Uh, a, a big red squid on Sunday, and then my daughter is going to be Elsa as well. So that's our plans. But awesome. all right, guys, that was it. I think that's a wrap. Great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, EC, you want to tell us a little bit about how people can go find information on that deity, though? Yeah. So um, for information on the podcast, um, first thing you want to do is you want to open up your web browser. Go to Google and you want to type in that deity, D-E-I-T-Y-T-H-O. Um, and you want to click on Apple Podcasts and just click five stars um, and say, this is the dopest podcast I ever heard. And then you want to double back and listen to it. Nah, just bet, bet, bet. But just idea. Google uh, that deity, though. And um, 
all the social medias and everything like that should pop up from there. Um, I do a video podcast like this here um, mainly, and then I also record the audio if you want to listen on any other uh, platforms uh, as well. Awesome. And then, Constance, can you tell us about Truth and Fire? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Truth <laughs> and Fire. Truth and Fire, the podcast. You can find that at truthandfire.com forward slash the podcast. All the episodes are available there. Um, we're on about, I think, 10 or 11 different channels, but I always forget where we are. But I know we're on Spotify. I know we're on Apple Podcasts. I think Google podcast I just I get confused but in either case the easiest thing is to go to truthandfire.com forward slash the podcast or you can also go to the bar network um and then go to uh his ha- family of podcasts there to find us so yeah yeah i do want to say guys i look forward to continue working with you it's really an honor to meet you guys yeah and this has been a lot of fun it has been fun that was this was a great <laughs> idea this was a great idea. All, uh, wait, wait. I got to use the other hand. That's all this guy. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that's a really good idea. And it was a pleasure meeting a lot of you at um, G3. It was really cool to see people in person. So, yeah. Absolutely. And we will be there, God willing, in two years. In two years. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, we Amen. will. We, 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 I, don't, I don't think I could ever picture missing it again after having such an incredible time. Yeah, it was a good time. Good time. Hope to be an exhibitor this time, officially. Yeah, you could be next up. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. All right, guys. Thanks again. It was fun. Of course. Thanks, guys. Cool. Peace. Bye.